I'm Dean Ardenfell, and this is The Corporation, the podcast where I interview employees of the many subsidiaries of my favorite multinational conglomerate, Hogswood Cooper Media. This episode is great. First, I spoke to a disruptor in the automobile design space. His unique limited edition car is almost an extension of his own id. Then I spoke with a woman who watches the children of important news people, not in a creepy way, like in a nurturing way. Before we get into it, I gotta thank you for being patient with me last week. I unexpectedly could not put out a real episode because, as you may know if you checked out the socials, um, I was lured to the woods by some Hogswood Cooper guys with the promise of broing out on a hunting trip, and they left me there for dead. Um, obviously, it was all in good fun. I did manage to find my way back to civilization. And hey, I'm not going to argue with the 12 pounds I lost, eating nothing but winter berries and old coffee grounds. You got to find the silver lining. No harm, no foul. I do hope I get to hang out with those guys again. They were hilarious. And of course, just a kind reminder that we love a five-star review at the corporation, so please drop one of those when you have a minute. All right, let's get into it, shall we? I hope you enjoy this brand new episode of The Corporation. My first guest is the founder and chief vibrational officer of Linzer, the automobile company that's on the bleeding edge of car tech. Its signature direct-to-customer luxury sedans and SUVs have a customer waiting list of up to two years. In his spare time, he collects museums. Please welcome Sledge Wolcott. Hey, Sledge. Very happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to have you. Uh, you, you on the cutting edge here, founded your own car company just out of nowhere. Who does that? That's wild. Well, I do. I you do? do? Yes. It came to me in a dream, a dream about cars. Oh, yeah? And in that dream, I was driving a car that had never been driven or seen before. Yeah, yeah. And I said, this car must be made. So you willed it into existence almost. Yes, I found a man who made cars. And I said, I'm making a car. And he said, "Um, I haven't made cars for years. And I said, well, you'll make mine now. Oh, it's one of those, like, uh, just one more score, come out of retirement type of things. Yes, it's almost like a heist movie. Almost. It's close, yes. Yeah, and and, and luckily, you know, you had the resources to do it. Now, I know... You know, much has been made of uh, your origin stories. You you started in a garage legally. You keep saying that. Yep. And uh, and you started with a, a couple million dollars in your father's seed money. Um, but other than that, you really had nothing at the start, right? Yes. My, other than my patriarch's yeah. multiple million dollar endowment to me. Sure, sure. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Of course, yeah. Um, I liken myself to the children who would fill the coal in, in the factories sure. at the Fender Siecla, London. Really? Yes. What is that? What is that word? I don't know that word. The, uh, it's the late 1800s, Fender Siecla. It's the advent of new technology, like, say, the light bulb. When oh, it came wow. Fender Siecla, yes. Fender Siecla. Oh, it's a wow. French word. I, I learned it at one of my many private schools that I was sure. kicked out of and then attended. Yes, you have a bad boy image of some of those private well, I schools. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> no? it was a tough upbringing. Yeah. I can't tell you how many new uniforms I had to buy for different lacrosse teams. Really? But my dream 
dream about the car that I'd been having since I was about six years old never went away. Oh wow, that that dream happened that early for you, huh? Oh yes. And so you, f- and so when did you find the old man who used to make cars? Uh, he found me. Oh really? Yes, I was. I was. I stopped at a creme stand. A creme stand. A creme. Oh, stand. like a soft serve stand. Yes, a soft yeah, yeah. serve creme. Yes. Uh, and uh, I indulge. I'm just mm. like you. I'm just yeah. like you plebeians. I I <laughs> consider myself a proletariat. Oh sure, yeah. I, yeah, I just yeah. double the pro. I'm a pro pro. Pro proletariat. Yeah, I'm yeah. very good at being proletariat. Uh, oh, I see. So yes. you don't mean pro as in I'm in favor of that. You mean pro no, as in no. <laughs> no. No. You mean pro as in you're almost a professional p- proletariat. Yes. I would say almost if there was like a peak member of proletariat that was entered into the... If there was a version of a man... If there was a man, an incredible, an uber man, yeah, right. I would say I'm be- I best represent that. Uh, se- yeah. Separate it from any sort of white supremacist ideology. No, of course not. No, yeah. we're not breaking no down into categories. No one talked about white no. supremacy. There's no reason to talk about it. But if there was a supreme white person, oh, I would be that person. That is what you're saying, though. It seems I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it. No. No. I mean, I mean, there is a slight distinction, I suppose, when you're saying, like, I'm just like you, but I'm better than you at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When, when you envision the best possible version of yourself, yeah. you should see me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what people, you know, people aspire to be uh, what you are and aspire to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Can and we talk about come, the cars? Please tell me all about it. So the way that I manifested these cars mm-hmm. In my dreams, and then I built them out. As I said, people need these cars. People need cars running on alternative fuel. People need. What do people love? Corn. Yeah. Corn oil. Corn's everywhere. It is. Yeah. We're gonna use corn fuel. Corn oil fuel. Corn oil fuel. Wow. Yes. And so Gus, uh, the man at the creme stand, mm. uh, who had a, ha- a beautiful mechanic's hands, when I showed him the sketch that I had written on a, on a, a bar napkin. Uh, from a uh, gentleman's club <laughs> in uh, Shoreditch in London. And mm. <clears throat> he was inspired as well. It took a little bit of greasing and some money, but we built it together. Wow. Yes. And Wait. there were a lot of deaths. Sure. Well, I mean, I want to talk about that, but I also just, I don't want to skim over the fact that you said he had m- beautiful mechanics hands. Is yes. that how you came to know that he was a mechanic standing in line for, cr- for, for, a, yes. for a soft serve ice cream? Yes. He, he handed me my creme. And, um, he and handed you the creme. He was there. He was working at the creme stand. Now I'm saying creme. I don't know why. So okay. That's how it's pronounced. It's C-R-E-M-E-E. <laughs> creme. French, that French influence again. Yes. So, so he was working there and, you, and you, he handed you the and you He, touched, he touched my hand with his hands and they were rough. Yeah. And they were oily. Mm. And they were dirty. My first thought was, why are you working at a creme stand? Sure. These are clean ice creams and things go in children's mouths. I see. And frankly, you should wash your hands more often. But then, again, <laughs> this separation between me and the plebes is I had a, a moment of shock. And I said, this is the man that might be the Sherpa for my dreams. And you just whipped out that cocktail nap- napkin. and yeah, I carried it with me everywhere. Uh-huh. Well, my assistant carried it with me. Everywhere. I see. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so I, I said, um, Langston. Mm. The napkin, please. I see. And he, he took it. It's laminated. Ah. That was Langston's idea. Sometimes the product today have ideas. <laughs> I mean, they, they're not totally that's dumb. Not a good, that's not a bad idea because then, of course, one day mm. when this uh, car 
is what it is, which of course it's uh, blowing up now, but mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, and literally. But y- so you're going to mount the the laminated napkin in some museum somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, in one of my museums. Right, of course, and we'll get to that too. But I, of course, this is we're really uh, sort of a s- cyclical conversation here. But I got to go back to the many deaths. So what happened when you started testing the car? Well, there's an aggregate risk you do when you take any venture. Sure. I mean, uh, Edison killed an elephant. Oh. So what is it with me killing a few humans? Not purposefully, mm. but the, the outset of us having this car, you know that the car automates itself. Sure. Like we yes. embarked on a car that would drive for you. Yeah. You could be doing anything that normal people do. You could be having beluga caviar off mm. of the buttocks of a, of a ladyboy from Thailand. Like sure. typical normal stuff that people do. Yeah. You could be having a diamond grill installed on your teeth in the car and it would still drive you. Wow. Normal, typical people things sure, that sure. they do. Yeah. You could be having a beautiful um, uh, uh, Cotton candy woven from sugar cane that was preserved since the 1700s. Normal people things. Sure. And yeah. you don't have to drive because the car will drive you. Yes. And yes. so you know, on that journey, there were a couple road bumps. So those road bumps, uh, were the uh, were the deaths inside or outside the car? The, the people? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, and then... Um, you know, I mean, the car has, of course, come under some criticism. When I mean, you have a car that's innovating and, you know, d- disrupting, you're going to get some, some naysayers, right? Of course. But when you're pushing boundaries, as we are with the Blitzkrieg, when you're pushing Sorry? the car, the Blitzkrieg. Oh, right. The car is called Blitzkrieg. I was back on the white supremacy thing again. and I No, thought... it's pure coincidence because I saw those tweets as well. Sure, Blitzkrieg was <laughs> sure. a term used by the Nazis, yeah. but they don't own that term. They don't own Blitzkrieg. Right, sure. And it went through a lot of research, a lot yeah, of yeah. label research. Mm. Blitzkrieg, and it just resonated with people. Yeah, I get it. And it matches with the Linzer brand, right? Linzer yes. tort, German. You understand. Yeah, See? European, cosmopolitan. Yeah, I get sure, it. Sure, but we are an international brand. Sure, yeah. We're not, we're going to expand to every corner. But you're, and you're direct, selling direct to consumer, and there's a waiting list there and all of it. There is a two-year waiting list for the Blitzkrieg. They can't get enough of it. Amazing. Yeah, and the corn will never go away. Coins everywhere. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that too because, you know, presumably people have to fill up their car with this corn oil. Where mm-hmm. are they getting it? What's the infrastructure? Like, how are you uh, implementing an infrastructure where well, people can fill their cars? a little bit of my genius hmm. because back in the day when people would traverse the United States, the only places where they could stop for rest areas were actually fast food restaurants. Right. So, through a, a co-branding effort, I've attached the Blitzkrieg to several fast food restaurants. People can drive anywhere, pull their uh-huh. Krieg up, and then just corn oil. Wow, amazing. You know, it's Have funny. you ever had your Krieg corned? I never I don't think I I don't think I have. I'm in fact, I'm going to say right now, definitely haven't. Okay, um, we, oh, I have a Krieg outside. We can we can get your corn oh, blitzed right oh, now. Look at it right now. But um, but I do have to ask. I know some of the criticism that you're getting with this car is that like there's nothing really new. That it's just all kind of rehashed. Re- like there are self-driving cars. Uh, we've had people pulling up to McDonald's asking for their vegetable oil since the '80s for mm-hmm. the you know the hippy dippy vans and such. Um, and and so how do you respond to to people who say like oh. Um, you know, Sledge isn't really an innovator. He's just uh, re- he's just reworking things and presenting them in a different package and calling himself a genius. I would say I made it. Mm. That's what's different. I see. That Sledge Walcott made Even it. Even though Gus really truly made it. Right? I mean, he might have physically made it, sure. but I mentally made it. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm just like the rest of you. Mm. I'm just a normal guy who yeah. just happened to grow up in a long-standing bourgeoisie 
uh, ancestral uh, family that sure. just happened to have been bequeathed a large amount of money on the backs of labor of minorities over the past 300 years. So yeah. I was given an endowment of $2 million, $200 million when I finished. I didn't really finish university. When I dropped out of mm, university, mm-hmm. I'm just like you. Sure. I love Baseball, yeah, and I you love know, baseball. you give me ten dollars. What am I supposed to do? G- uh, g- give it in reparations to people I, uh, my uh, my grand my grandfather might have harmed. I mean, from from your mouth to the ears of the great white bearded man in the sky. Sure, the beautiful big white bearded German he, he man is, in the sky. He is a white guy, yeah, for sure. Without um, a doubt, da- what color are clouds? Mm. Oh, that's what I always think. Clouds are white. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's heaven. So. uh I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your hobby, which I uh, I think I don't think this is a typo. It says collecting museums. Oh yes, I collect museums. I love all types of museums. Yeah, big museums, small museums, museums of cultural heritage, museums of history. Yeah. I just try to go in there and and walk through it and get a sense of what the past was like, but also streamline it to a narrative that I enjoy. I see. So there is like a bit of uh, a bit of uh, editorializing with. Uh... It's not so much editorial. I've been accused of, you know, infesting the museums with my own. Pers- perspective and and revising history sure. through the way I thought it should have been. Uh-huh. And, and and I can understand where these people are coming from. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm up for debates, you know. We're yeah. all here for the town square. Let me have hear your thoughts, but they'll still be wrong. I'm just yeah. trying to clean it up. Push the stuff to the back of the museum that's sad. Or ugly. Yeah, I was going to ask for an example or two, um, but it's uh, is it like the stuff that you find sad or ugly personally sort of goes in the back, and then the more chipper stuff. Uh, what 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 makes uh, something make the cut versus not make the cut? Well, if you watch something, a mm. piece of art or an artifact that's part of say history or a moment in time that is particularly like galling or gross or sad or. Sure non-white, then it gets pushed to the back of the museum. And uh, it's not like it's not there. Sure. It's still there. It's just yeah. behind some doors, some locked doors yeah. at the end of the museum. But everything else that's presented People can is, requisition, a re, you know, do a request yes, to look at it, I'm sure. Right? Of course. You can request to see whatever you want. But for the masses, yeah, yeah, yeah. they want a clean, happy time. They want to come into a museum. Oh, look at this history. Sure. Well, th- this history, I guess... It could have been nice. It makes sense. It makes so sense. Because, you know, you go into like, uh, that's why you go to like the, the railroad museum or whatever. You don't mm. go to, to learn about like the Chinese labor who made the railroads. You, you go to you learn about. You can have a plaque. I'm not going to yeah. take everything out, but you can have a plaque. But certain... you want to see the choo-choo trains. You want to see, you want to pretend that you are the person driving the choo-choo yeah, trains. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm on your train, so to speak. Um, yes. Well, I, I want to get to my next guest here, but I hope you'll stick around. Uh, really exciting Yes, stuff of course. Um, oh, well, folks, my second guest today is shaping the next generation of the elite. We're going to find out what that means, but first let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Strength. Automobile. Wheels. Corn. Maize oil. Have you ever had your corn blitzed? This is the Blitzkrieg. A car bred over generations to reach the apex of automobile alphaness. Console laptop. Vibrating heated seats, AI driving ability, sleek, sexy, aerodynamic. The kind of car that will get you fucked. Get behind the wheel of a Krieg, open the door, spread your seed. Join the waiting list now. Become the alpha you've always dreamed of. No betas wanted. Blitzkrieg. 
The car you never knew you needed or wanted. My car. Any resemblance to German language is a pure coincidence. Okay, we've been talking to Sledge Wolcott, Chief Vibrational Officer of Linzer Automotive, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She is the program director at Someone Think of the Children, the in-house daycare facility of Hogswood Cooper News' flagship building in New York City. Each day she wrangles dozens of kids whose parents are upstairs doing the important work of conservative TV news. On weekends, she volunteers doing setup at domino toppling competitions. Please welcome Linda Blingbert. Hey, Linda. <laughs> Hi, Dean. <laughs> it's great to have you here. So you're taking care of some precious cargo here, the children of Hogswood Cooper employees. I'm sure they're like any other kids in a lot of ways, but they are the children of some pretty important people, huh? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, I don't want to say there are children who are better than others. No. <laughs> no? No, I would never, I would never say that. I'm sure their parents no. think that, though, right? Oh, well, <laughs> children are, are our future. Sure, yes. Someone, yes. and someone, someone needs to think of them. Of course, yes. Famously. famously. Yeah, and that's, you know, why, why I feel like I, I rebranded. Oh. I rebranded our um, our program. Did you? Yeah. How so? You know, well, you know, before it just was children. Ah. Untitled. That was the name of the program? Yeah. Just children. Just children. And you retitled it to someone think of the yeah. children. Because, you know, they just they were just in the corner of the room. Uh-huh. Corner of the room, just observing their parents. When you say that they were in the corner of the room observing their parents, yeah. do you mean that the parents were at that time bringing their children into their offices and putting them in the corner with a coloring book or something? Yeah, you know, yeah. and they they put out some nice things like um, mm. dog beds. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and they called that program Children. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And then you had the bright idea to, hey, let's renovate the basement of this skyscraper and call it Someone Think of the Children and actually have some activities for them. Someone to needed to think of them, Dean. Y- yes, and clearly I, no one was. So yeah. no one. No. That was, <laughs> that was me. You. I did wow. that. I, so you really founded this whole thing. I, You know, I, I don't call myself a founding mother of the country. No? Um, of a country? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> some people might. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, you, I, I have to ask, like, what, what was your uh, role at this company when you started to notice all these children in the corner offices of all these uh, employees and said, hey, we should maybe uh, gather these kids up? Well, you know, I was the one employed to put out the dog beds. I see. Um, you know, behind the I scenes, gotcha. really, yeah. really the foundation, founding, founding member, so you're like mother a, of, like the, of the company, really. I, I was really a foundational block. I don't know. If that. I mean, it seems like you were like the yeah. intern who put the dog beds out for the children. That's what it seems like. Well, that's some people might might say that. Yeah. 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 I but don't I don't you, know if that's I mean, true. good for you, though. You parlayed that into an entire director position. You right? know, because someone really needed to think of the children. Yeah. No, you keep saying that. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. they did. And yeah. that was me. Sure. That was, sure, I, sure. You know, I'm I'm. Described by my friends and family as humble Are you? and caring. Yeah, of course. Well, you'd have to be, right? Yeah, you have to be for caring the children. Of course you would. Um, yeah, and I know you have some uh, very exciting activities with these children, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking at one of them. I was looking at the uh, the Make America Great Again exercise where you brainstorm with the kids, like, different ways to make America great. Me too. The kids must have come up with great ideas for they that. They are really our future. I yeah. mean, they they... They think of all these wonderful things. Yeah. You can tell they really engage with their parents at home. Sure. They think that we should just take money mm. from people. And that, and they came up with that all so on their said, own. Make America Great Again by taking money from people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They re- and they thought of that all of their own, Dean. Wow. They're, wow. They're really independent thinkers. I mean, that's a very simple 
I don't know how that would work, just taking money from people. They're really inventive. You know, yeah, yeah. The, some some of the kids had... Um, I mean, they're kind of describing taxes. Well, <laughs> some right? might say that. Yeah, yeah. Some might. I don't know. I'm, I'm still a little confused, but I think I'm going to move on. So, um, <laughs> so I do want to ask about this. Uh, so you are volunteering setting up all those dominoes when they have those domino things where it lasts forever. Um, yes. You're one of those people who sets up those millions of dominoes, huh? Yes. And that's a volunteer thing you do on the weekends? That is something that brings me passion. Yeah? Oh, and you're passionate about it. And joy. Seems like a, I mean, feels to me like that's got to be a grunt work kind of job. I mean, there's a lot of joy in it when you're, it's finally all done, but. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hours, really. Hours I mean, hours. hours, hours. And you can't make a mistake, right? Because if you make a mistake, then the whole thing could, could stop. I mean, it could stop right in the middle and then we, never You know, continue. we don't use the T word at the Domino setup festivals. Stop? What? To- topple. Oh, topple. We don't say it. Oh, you don't? We don't say I topple. Literally, I literally, I thought these were called Domino toppling competitions. But you mean like they need to topple at the very end, right? Yes. Yeah. As and if we say it beforehand. Yeah. Oh, it's like saying the M word in a theater. Like exactly. you don't want to say, you don't want to jinx it. Yeah. Exactly. We're not, we don't, we don't want to jinx it. Yeah. Um, some people really might say that I am a foundational member of, of these domino competitions. Okay, yeah. Um, Again, it seems like a grunt work kind of position, that <laughs> almost like an internship thing. But, you know, yeah. without me... That's true. True. I, I have to well, add... Where would the dominoes be to topple? This is an interesting question to me. I'm wondering, because you, you, it does seem like you're um, very interested in getting out there that you have, um, you know, a, a foundational or key or integral kind of uh, role in both of these places. Oh, and I'm wondering, you, do you get uh, appreciated by anyone? Like when they come to pick up their kids at the end of the day, for instance, at your job, uh, do they say thank you? Do they talk to you? Or are you, do you feel looked over? Well, they don't say it with their words, mm, mm-hmm. but there's a a certain gleam in there's, their there's eyes. There's an understanding, yeah. So they do they do make eye contact with you or Well, um there's a mirror oh. on the wall okay. that if I'm looking directly into it and as they push past me to get to their children, um sometimes Sure. Yeah, yeah. we connect. They're very busy, I'm sure. They're doing the important work. Well, I think I think you are too. I think people, oh, you, you know, too. should recognize that. Uh, I, why don't we bring my first guest back in and see what he has to say about all this? Uh, any thoughts on this sledge? So, do you have any competitions between the children to see a child that might be stronger or smart? I have several oh, good children. Question. Multiple. Ch- I Oh, yes. I believe in spreading my seed far and <laughs> wide. I have a strong seed. It takes purchase in even the most fallow of ground. And uh, I think I have a few of my seedlings mm. in, um, just think of the children. Did I get that right? Oh, yes. Someone yes. think of someone, the children? Someone, someone, someone. think of the children. I mean, because I'm too busy to think of the children. So when I was right. told about this place through one of my many assistants, um, I said, well, let's put a couple of seeds in there and have them battle it out. Do you have a, like a battle royale? I'm royal? surprised you were able to get your children into this program since it's exclusively for people who work in the building. I can get my children in anywhere. <laughs> sure. Sure. But um, back to your question. Sorry to interrupt. Yes. Is it like a battle royale? I'm very interested in making a child, uh, I don't know how to describe this, a very strong child, like Mm. a very 
like if you could imagine the perfect version of a child. Yeah, like if you were to draw on a piece of paper, like you took the exact measurements of like the right, the right size yes. cranium and the yes. right size like for, symmetrical yeah, features. Exactly. Like, uh, like, is there a way that some sort of breeding or something? Do you fight, have them like? Uh, oh, do you, have you ever seen the 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 poor people show American gladiatorials? Mm. Oh, I can't say I'm familiar, no. They fight on pedestals with large plastic Q-tips to see which one of them is the strongest. So, and they have names, names wanna, like Zap and Zeus and Crunch. I do want to give Linda a chance to, you know, oh, to respond to your sorry, question, sorry. There, which was really just, do you, do you ever pit them against each other? Yes. Well, we do have blocks. Mm. Okay. In which we do engage in um, intellectual intellectual challenges because, you know, we believe strong mind, Mm. strong body, strong America. Yes. 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 Um, And, you know, take the youth, run them through a series of tests and really make them strong for their country. Yes. That's never gone bad. This is really, I think... (laughs) Yes, yes, that's exactly I right. I think you know they're really better better for it. Yeah. You know, I own a children's museum. Oh yeah. Yes. If you'd ever like to bring Take the children, me. yes, it's a. It used to be just a general children's museum, but this is actually I changed it a little bit to a history of strong and um, inspiring children. That I can get on board with. Yes, yes. and it did away mm-hmm. with the weak children. Do you ever hear the children's crusade? It was a group of children during the crusades. They formed themselves and they marched down uh, to where Christ was born and they were mainly slaughtered and um, taken in as slaves. They just disappeared. And well, they should have. They were big, dumb, dumb children. So I took that right I mean, out of the museum. I that's like, a perfect example of a time when no one thought of the that's, children. I was, Dean, <laughs> you, took, you took the words right out of my <laughs> so, mouth there. Yes. Someone needed to think of the children. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't. In America, this is what can happen when someone does not think of the children. I like you, Blinda Big Bird. And that's the show for this week, everybody. Sledge Wolcut was played by Ben Romeka. Ben is a New York improviser, an actor who's taught and performed at UCB for years. You've seen him everywhere, movies, TV, commercials. He now performs on a regular show in Brooklyn called Old Yorkers. Linda Blingbert was played by Megan Rose, a super funny improviser new to the Burlington, Vermont comedy scene. She performs on the indie improv team Big Boy Sweater Club. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfeld. You can follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and visit the website at thecorporationpod.com. Subscribe, review, tell all your friends about the show. And hey, if you're in Burlington, I hope you'll check out a show at Vermont Comedy Club and say hi. See you next week. Thank you.